Hey everyone, I'm Cody, and you are listening to a public church podcast. I hope you enjoy the talk today, and thanks for listening. Thank you guys again for being here. If we haven't met, my name is Todd, and it's just an honor that we get to celebrate Christmas together and to help us continue to be in the Christmas spirit. I just have a few questions for you. The first one is rhetorical. In other words, please do not answer aloud or raise your hand, okay? So here's the first question. Do you ever get bored with the Christmas story? See why you shouldn't answer loud. I mean, every year, it's the same thing. The same smelly shepherds, the same star in the sky. There's no suspense. Like, is baby Jesus going to make it? No, he's just healthy. There's just this boring, suspenseless story. Anyway, second question is this. Uh, do you like remixes of songs? Anybody like remixes? Okay. So basically, you take a remix, and you basically take uh, the same substance of the song, but you put a new flavor with it. If you do like remixes, there's some great ones out right now. Uh, related to Christmas music, like Jingle Ball Rock and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You can find some great remixes, so if you like that. And then my, my final question that you can also respond to this one is, do you get frustrated with the expected joy of Christmas? Like, there's just so, such a high expectation that we've got to smile all the time, but it's stressful. Like, we talked about, uh, Sam talked about buying your Christmas presents, and some of you are like, okay, I'm going to buy my Christmas present. You find it on Amazon Prime, which you pay for all year long, and you're like, it's coming in two days, and you go to click buy, and it's like, we'll be here in two weeks. Like, what am I even paying for? Two weeks? I'll pay for two days. And not only that, uh, for some of you guys, there's these family expectations that are put on you. And so you're trying to figure out, like, okay, how much time are we going to spend with this side of the family and this side of the family? And the reality is, at least one of those sides of the family, they're measuring, like, down to the minute. And you're going to be held accountable for this after Christmas. Like, that is three years in a row that you have spent an average of 42 and a half minutes more with her side than us. Come on, we got to talk about this. We got to make some changes. I mean, and you've got to navigate all of this with joy you got to fabricate some joy, otherwise we'll just label you a Scrooge, won't we? It's so hard. So what does this boring, suspenseless Christmas story have to deal with what we're going to navigate in Christmas 2022? Well, first off, a lack of suspense does not mean a lack of depth. A lack of suspense does not mean a lack of relevance. Yes, the Christmas story may be suspenseless and familiar to a lot of us, but there is so much depth and so much relevance, and we are actually going to dive into that in 2023 in the traditional Christmas story. But this year, what we need is a remix. And so the title of this series is The Christmas Story Remix. Now, before you stop watching or walk out, we're not adding anything to God's Word, okay, or subtracting anything. The remix is already there. But perhaps you have never thought of this story as the Christmas story. So I want to invite you just a moment. Close your eyes. It won't be long in case you want to fall asleep. Close your eyes, and I'm going to read to you the Christmas Story Remix. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You can open your eyes if you're sleepy. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the Christmas story. You may be like, how, how is this the Christmas story? Well, well, what's the essence of the Christmas story? It's that God enters our world, that God becomes a human. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. It was about God. And then verse 14, it says, to read it again, we'll be in this in part three, we'll be diving in this more, the Word, God, became flesh and dwelt among us. This is the Christmas story. So what we want to ask is, what does this remix of the Christmas story have to do with Christmas 2022 and the things we're going to walk through? And what the remix offers us is it points us to the power that we need to navigate all the realities of this Christmas, including the frustrations. There's a power that we need to not fake the joy, but to actually find some real joy in the midst of the reality we're walking through. So as you have probably figured out, we're going to be in John chapter 1, if you want to join me there in your Bible or Bible app. And as we dive into this remix, we need to understand a little bit, a little bit about the author. His name is John. He was one of Jesus' closest friends when he was on earth. And what he does is he sits down later in life as an old man to write about his experiences with Jesus. And I don't know if this has ever happened at a family gathering where someone who's older and wiser in the family begins to share stories. When that happens, put down your phone and listen. Because no matter what they're talking about, there's probably some wisdom that's going to be flowing. So that should be our approach here. As we look at this, we should just listen because John is an older man and he is going to share some wisdom. And to help us get in that posture before we dig in, let's take some time and lean in. In fact, there's going to be two prayers that will be on the screen, one at a time, and I just want to invite you to take some space and just pray this prayer. This first prayer is especially important if you walked in today like, ah, the Christmas story, heard that, can we just go on to lunch? This is boring. Just pray this prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us in a fresh way. Take some time and pray. Holy Spirit, please replace my sight with your vision to see the Christmas story remix with a fresh perspective. Without your vision, we should just leave. You've got to move. We need you. Would you please move and open our eyes? And then the second prayer is just, Holy Spirit, please show me how to apply this story to my story in Christmas 2022. So just pray that. Holy Spirit, we don't just want to be hearers of the word. We want to be doers. So show us how to be doers of your word this Christmas season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's dive into this remix. It says in John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Simple, right? So we've got in the beginning, there's the word. The word's with God, but the word also is God. So there's one God with multiple expressions. Later on, we find out there's a third expression, not, not three gods, but, but one God expressed in three different ways. We better buckle up, right? <laughs> I go, what in the world is going on here? But think about our 
culture's version of Christianity. The not-so-subtle message of, our, or of, of Christmas, the not-so-subtle message of our culture's version of Christmas is that we do whatever it takes to get our warm and fuzzies. Like Christmas is all about us, so let's just do whatever we need to do to get our warm and fuzzies. The remix invites us to ponder a being that is bigger than we can comprehend. That rather than letting consumption consume us, we can let the grandeur of God overwhelm us. Because if anybody says they fully understand John 1.1, they're lying. There's mystery there that invites us in, that draws us in. And then we're invited to tether ourselves to something ancient. Because it says, in the beginning was the word, in the beginning. In fact, that's what verse 2 says, to repeat it for emphasis. He was in the beginning with God. That the Christmas story, it's not a new story. It's a new chapter in an ancient story that God has been unfolding since the foundation of the world. And it's all about the word. The, the Greek word here is logos. Like, what in the world is going on here? Well, John, as he as an old man reflecting on his life, he's brilliant in his word choice. Because most of the philosophers of his day they would have known and had their own definition of logos. They thought of it as a, a, a principle, a rationality that was kind of underlying and, and within all of creation. And if you could just somehow find a way to connect with that principle, that's where you would find the meaning of life. So here's what John does. He takes that principle and he says, you're partially right and you're partially wrong. Because logos, the word, it's not a principle, it's a person and his name is Jesus. But here's what you're right about, that if we connect with Logos, if we connect with the word, he is the source of life. So maybe you walked in today and you're thinking about some sort of energy that you need to connect with, or I've heard people talk about flow or something like that. Look, whatever we're chasing, it's actually found in Jesus. That's what John is wanting us to understand. And then he tells us who the word is, who Jesus is. Verse three, that all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So how did everything come into being? Through Jesus. He's the creator. And what's awesome is you look at more scripture, you see he's not only the creator, he is the sustainer. In other words, all of the seemingly uninterrupted scientific laws that just keep happening, he's the one holding all of that together. That Jesus, the word, Lagos, he is God. He's been God forever. <laughs> and he is the creator and sustainer of the universe. And so then the next verse makes so much sense. If he's the creator, then it makes sense to say, in him was life. If he created everything, then of course life is found in him. Maybe this Christmas season you feel frustrated, a little run down like you're running a rat race, but you're not even sure what you're racing towards. Well, Andy Maneo in a song called Rat Race says, ain't trying to be another one of fame's victims. Make a name for myself, but never make a difference. And maybe that's how you feel. Like I'm making a name for myself. I'm chasing this thing, but I'm not making a difference. I don't even know why I'm chasing this thing. I'm putting all my energy towards this thing. What even is the thing? Where's the purpose? And John wants us to know that in him is life. So maybe we're in that rat race because we're disconnected from the source of life. Does anybody like smoothies? 
You smoothie fans? Okay, a couple of you. So, you know it's got to be good when you have some kind of monogram thing coming up, right? This is mine, not Whitney's. Don't believe her. No, oh, okay, it's actually Whitney's. But I love smoothies. In fact, I love them so much that I want to make a smoothie for us. Somebody is going to get to eat this smoothie, by the way. So you can be thinking about your ingredients. All right, so let me pull out the blender here. Now, I'm going to let somebody eat it, so I'm actually going to hanitize first. Hanitize, that's right. Intentional. Our four-year-old Liam's brilliant. He took hand sanitizer and he said, let's call it hanitizer. And I'm like, you, this is it. He's a genius. Like, we're going to change the English language. Hanitizer. And it's a verb too. Hanitize is something you can do. So anyway, I'll do that. Forever is going to eat this. So thinking about ingredients for a smoothie, and you can judge me. Feel free. Okay? So we're starting off and we've got some milk. We actually prefer to do soy milk. Um, apologies to all dairy farmers who may be watching. Um, we prefer soy milk, and then I think blueberries are the best fruit ever. Anybody with me? Okay, I've got like two blueberry fans. Thank you, Michaela. Okay. Sort of blueberries club. Actually, it's okay if you don't like them. That's more for me. Anyway, so we got to start with blueberries, okay? And you're like, how many blueberries do you put in there? The answer is a lot, okay? Can you put too much fruit in a smoothie? We're going to find out. Let's just keep going a little bit, okay? Now, here's another good ingredient is... Strawberries? Any strawberry fans? Okay. So we need to put a few strawberries in here. All right. And then next, something you, I know, I'm, I'm with you, Luke. I really like bananas. Okay. But today we're going to choose strawberries over bananas. So the other thing we need is some spinach. Anybody do spinach? Uh, this is a good way to sneak some vegetables into your kid's diet is a smoothie and some spinach. I love that. And next, we've got to go with some protein powder, okay? We want to get stronger, so let's put a little protein powder in here. Mmm, so good. And then, what we need is some peanut butter. Anybody love some peanut butter? Now, if you don't like peanut butter, you won't like my smoothies, okay? Also, I just want to show you, there's only been two scoops, okay? I opened this during the 9.30. This is important because I double, triple, dip, all kinds of stuff happens in my peanut butter, okay? So this is clean if you want it, all right? Um, only two dips, but again, I really love peanut butter. Again, I hanitize so I can use my finger. <laughs> peanut butter, you got to put two scoops in here, guys, okay? Lots of peanut butter. Peanut butter is a gift from God that we're going to enjoy, all right? Mm, hallelujah. I heard an Amen. I can throw a knife, it's fine. It's not sharp, okay? And then we need some ice. And I have toddlers, so we got a Paw Patrol cup filled with ice, okay? So let's just slide some ice in here and make sure I get the right ones, okay? Maybe one more little piece of ice. We'll see how this goes. All right, now, put the lid on. Some of you are about to fight over this because like, this looks so good, I didn't have breakfast. So then you've got to just be a little patient and let the milk drain down. Okay, and now we do our thing. We go to town and we make our smoothie. Why is it not working? It's not plugged in. Oh my goodness, I promise I do this before. Okay, it's not my first smoothie, but right, it's not plugged in. So let's plug this in and now let's try this and see what happens this time with our smoothie. Oh, now we're working. This happens, I try to put too much in my smoothie, so this happens, okay? Maybe there's some greed. And then I learned patience, just to wait for all those wonderful blueberries, all 500 of them. Let's come down, see it's turning blue. Let's 
good? All right, we have made a smoothie. Let's see what the consistency of this. Oh, yeah, that's right on. Mm-hmm. That is good. It's really hard for me to give this away, you know, but trying to be generous like Jesus. So who wants this wonderful smoothie? Again, you better like peanut butter. Who wants this? Oh, come on. Front row. I know, I know, I got you. That's why you set up here, isn't it? That's smart. And look, a Chick-fil-A straw, just, this is a free advertisement because they're bigger, okay? Here we go. Enjoy that. You let me know how it is, and if you don't like it, you just hand it right back to me. I'll finish it, okay? Not Graham, me, all right? So we've got a wonderful smoothie here, and I'm a one on the Enneagram, little OCD about some stuff, and I want to be able to enjoy this later versus just leaving it sitting out. So Miss Lindsay Powell is going to put all this stuff back in the freezer so I can have a smoothie later. Come on, can we give it up for Miss Lindsay Powell? Give it up for her. Thank you. Awesome. So how is it? It's thick, but it's good. Just let it melt a little bit, okay? Yep. There's some science going into that. No measuring, though. Anybody measure your smoothies besides Luke Bowler? He's in here. Anybody? Okay, a couple of you guys. No, you just got to, like, go for it. You know, eyeball that thing. Um, so here's the issue. I had all the right ingredients at first, but it wasn't to make it a smoothie. Why? Because we were disconnected to power. And I'm just wondering how many of us are going into this Christmas season and we've got all the right ingredients, but we're disconnected from the power of God, from the source of life, whose name is Jesus. See, around here, when we think about being healthy, we talk about health in a holistic manner, that we're going to pursue health mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And a lot of us know what it means to do that. So we know if we're going to be healthy through the Christmas season, we got to have these kind of relationships for emotional health, and I've got to read this for mental health, and I've got to be outside even if it's still raining for physical health, and I've got to exercise. But here's the thing. If we have all the right ingredients, but we skip the spiritual health and we're not plugged into Jesus, we're powerless. Just like this smoothie that looked great and had everything, but it wasn't making a smoothie. So why would we try to navigate life disconnected from the source of power. In fact, Jesus basically said, don't do that in John 15, 5. Here's what he says. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. So whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Let, let's read that last phrase together. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. Read it together one more time. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Here's how I often interpret that. For apart from Jesus, I can do quite a few good things, and I'm going to be all right for a while, and then I'm going to get a place where I'm kind of desperate, and then I'm going to run to Jesus. Anybody else like me? Like, I'm going to be all right for a while. I can navigate this stuff. But that's not what Jesus said. He says, apart from him, we are disconnected from life, and we can do nothing. Do we believe that? Do we believe it enough to make sure that we plug in? Now, what, what's the life that he offers us? There's lots of answers here, just two aspects of the life he offers us. The first part of that life is that he and only he satisfies our soul-level desires. There's these desires deep within us that all of us are searching for ways to be fulfilled, and only Jesus satisfies them. How do we know that? Because he's our creator, and he put them there. So as our creator, of course, he knows how to satisfy what he put inside of us. And then if we think about Jesus' life, he is our source of power. Often we know what we ought to do, but we just don't want to do it. 
and we don't have enough internal strength and fortitude to make ourselves do it. That's why we need Jesus and his power. Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God working inside of us, giving us both the desire and the power to do what pleases God. So when we're connected to Jesus, you know what he does? He gives us the desire to do what God pleases God and the power to act on that desire. We get connected to the power source. But none of this life is found if we're disconnected. We must be connected to our Father. Maybe you grew up in a tradition where connecting with Jesus felt very legalistic. And you felt like God was up in heaven being like, you didn't read your Bible today, boom, boom, marking off on the big board. Oh, didn't pray long enough today, marking off on the big board. Look, it's not about legalism. It's about being connected to he, he who is life. Like what I've realized in my life is that I'm getting in the word and I'm praying, not because I've got to check a box, because I desperately need Jesus. And I can't be the dad I need to be and want to be. I can't be the husband I want to be. I can't navigate life and all the things coming at me this Christmas season unless I am connected to Jesus. Now, I can't talk you into that. What I can say is I just want to invite you to taste and see. In fact, Psalm chapter 34, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Is that smoothie good? Come on. Oh, Graham. Yeah, you're getting in on this. Taste and see. Okay, y'all watch me. I might try to get some of that later. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you as saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Are we tasting and seeing that God is good and that he is life? Now for clarity, it doesn't mean that if we taste and see that God is good, we're going to have an adversity-free life. In fact, later on in this psalm, we're assured that adversity and hard times are going to happen because in verse 18 it says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That as we're plugged in to Jesus' life, we're still going to get crushed sometimes. We're still going to be brokenhearted sometimes. But he is life. And he is the only one who can breathe life into our broken and crushed spirits. When we connect to him as a source of power, here's what we will experience. The resurrected Jesus is resurrecting me. That's the power that we have because Jesus conquered death. He rose from the grave and we have access to that power, but only if we plug in to him. So the natural question is, what does it mean and what does it look like to plug in? So first, I want to take us to 2023, and then we're going to come back to this Christmas season. In 2023, on January 8th, we as a church are going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why are we going to do that? Because we want to set the tone for 2023 that we are going to be plugged into Jesus who is life. And we know there's a lot of things that try to unplug us and distance ourselves from Jesus. So we're going to cut out some of those things for 21 days. That's what fasting means. We abstain from something and we replace it with plugging into Jesus and spending time with him. And I'm mentioning that because I want to invite us to go ahead and get in the mindset of anticipation. I mean, I can't wait for the opportunity for all of us together to stop doing some things, to spend more time with Jesus, and imagine the power and the life we're going to experience as we do that together. 
But that's 2023. And we all know that New Year's resolutions don't really work, don't we? Here's what some research says. One of the reasons they don't work is because if our December strategy is to do something in January, we're actually going to fail in January. So we need to anticipate 21 days of prayer and fasting, but we don't need to just go, oh, I'm just going to do my thing and then I'll reconnect with God on January 8th. No, no, no. That's setting ourselves up to fail in January and to not be able to navigate this Christmas season like Jesus. So, so what can we do now? Like this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow morning? Well, it starts with prayer. If we're going to plug into the source of life, we must pray. And if you're thinking, I don't know how to pray, we can help. Pray through the Bible. Download our public church app and our prayer team has put together this resource. You're like, man, I've heard about this, and heard about this, I haven't started, I'm behind. Let's say you are behind. I just want to take you to week 11. We're past that. But let's say that you got to week 11, the week of Christmas. Imagine how this could impact how we interact our family Christmas gatherings. Here's how pray through the Bible works. First is a scripture, and I'll read that for us. It's 1 Kings 18, 36 and 37. It says, at the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and you have brought them back to yourself. I don't know how to pray. Read the scripture. And then our team has put a sample prayer. And all you got to do is read it. Notice the power in this prayer. It says, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. We're tethering ourselves to something ancient because God is ancient. He's been there from the beginning. Let each day of my life be lived in a way that those around me would know you. That those at my family Christmas gathering filled with tension would know you. May the things I'm involved in, actions I take, words I speak, demonstrate my commitment and devotion to you. And then this last line gets me. I choose to serve the table instead of sitting at it. What if that was our posture going into all the Christmas events on our calendar? That we walk in and we're like, you know what? I may not get anything from any of you because y'all got your own issues and we're working through stuff as a family, but I don't have to get anything from you because I'm plugged into Jesus. So I'm showing up not to get something, but not to sit at the table, but I'm showing up to serve the table. That's because we're connected to his power and he's changing how we live and how we navigate Christmas of 2022. So what does it look like for us to pray consistently? I know for me, something that's really helped my prayer life is Stretching, I know it sounds crazy, but Ben McChesney is a physical therapist. He was in the 930, and in this year, I knew that I was just way too inflexible physically, and I needed to, to grow in that for long-term health, and so Ben gave me, did assessment, gave me some stuff to do, and most mornings, I start off stretching and praying. Just go to my living room, and I start off, and it's just time. I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm not turning anything on. It's just me and Jesus, and I just want to stretch, and I just want to start my day in His presence because I don't want to go 20 minutes. I don't want to walk out the door without being plugged into the source of life because the days that I do walk out the door without that are way different than the days that I start getting plugged into Jesus. So what does that look like for you? And then we've got to be in the Word. I've said this quote before and I'll say it again and again and again. Louis Giglio says, this is not just ink on a page. This is God's breath on a page. We sang it earlier that his word is revelation. 
How are we going to know Jesus unless we spend time in his word that is revealing him? Now, will all your questions be answered? No. But if you don't get in the word, none of your questions will be answered. So we've got to dig into the word. So that's why we have the Knowing Jesus Project. There's a Bible study and a strategy for how to study and live the Word for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the eyewitness research-based accounts of Jesus' life. We're trying to remove the excuse for, I don't know how to read the Bible. Just walk through the Knowing Jesus Project. But maybe you're in the Word, and it's just kind of stale. I, I want to encourage us to lean into community. Maybe what it means is the people that we're in community with, and if we don't have anybody to ask these questions, find somebody. To say, hey, Tristan, what have you been doing in the Word lately? Because you're in community with me. And would you tell me? Because you may have something fresh that's going to help invigorate my time in the Word. What if we started asking those questions and we're just vulnerable with each other? Because we need God's Word. I know for me, I just love to get out my journal and just ask questions and interact with the text. And sometimes I have questions and... And just, I just want to have a conversation with God and with the text because it's revealing God to me. And if you want to go deeper, two resources that you can write down. Bob Utley has New Testament and Old Testament commentary. That is free. Just Google it. Bob Utley, New Testament. Bob Utley, Old Testament. Commentary, free. N.T. Wright has a series called The New Testament for Everyone. $9.99 on Kindle if you want to buy it on your Kindle app. And then it can help you go deeper into the word. Will we go deeper into Jesus who is life? As we conclude, I want to make sure that we understand the kindness and the love of our God in the timing of this talk. It's a question for all of us. When is it hardest for us to stay consistent in our rhythms with the word and prayer? When our schedule's the same or when our schedule gets thrown off? thrown off for most of us, right? We have a few exceptions, but for most of us, it's harder when our schedule gets thrown off. And guess what's about to happen to every single one of us? Our schedule's about to get thrown off. And so in a time of the year when we desperately need to plug into Jesus, the source of life, we're about to have our schedules go which sets us up to fail and God in his love says, hey, let's plan and strategize and be proactive about how you're gonna stay plugged in during the break, when you're off work, when your family's in town. So what does it look like for us to do that? You know, if you don't have kids, maybe you're single or you're married, I just encourage you, be creative with how you connect with your creator. Be creative with how you connect with your creator. If you love coffee like me, then take the Word of God and go to a coffee shop and then another coffee shop the next day and put in your AirPods. Don't play anything. Just put them in. That's a social cue to not talk to you. I'm helping you out, people, okay? I'm helping me out because I get frustrated. But I'm just saying, like, when you walk up to somebody and they have their AirPods in, it's because they don't want to talk to you. They're trying to do something else. Just social one-on-one. But the point being, put them in. You don't have to play anything. And, man, just enjoy that cup of coffee and enjoy time with Jesus. If you love to be outside, then on December 28th when it stops raining, you can just go for a hike or put your rain jacket on and go for a hike before then and get out in creation with the Creator and just admire His beauty and let it lead you to worship Him. We are in such a beautiful part of the world. Let's enjoy that. Be creative with how we connect with our Creator. If you have, if you're a parent and you have older kids, I ask some couple parents who had older kids and 
the underlying principle is we've got to read the word and discuss the word with your kids. You've got to pray with your kids and discuss how to pray with your kids. They said, don't stop there. Also, give your kids opportunities to live the word. Remember, we're not hearers only. We're doers of the word. So one family talked about how they would serve so that the principles they had taught, the biblical principles, they could live out. This family also said they would often let people into their home and sometimes people would steal stuff and it was really hard. And then their kids would get to see them live out the love of Jesus in response to what was happening in their own home as people that they were kind to stole things. Or when they didn't respond like Jesus, they could model repentance to their kids and they could see the word lived out. Another family, the dad just said, be in the moment. So your kids get older, they're gonna ask you questions. And he told me two stories of this past week where two of his kids asked questions and because he was being intentional, now he could take their question and show them how the Bible and what they've been studying intersected with the scenario that they were wondering about. But if we're not in the moment, we could miss those opportunities to help our kids see that Jesus is life. Now, if you have younger kids, could be a little bit harder like we do but what would it look like for you just to to pray with your kids and maybe like we've taught them emotion to Ephesians 3 14 through 21 that's one of my life prayers and so we know emotion to it and we go through the motion and just have fun with it you could also begin to train your kids to play while you read the word now, this is going to take time and they're going to interrupt you a lot but maybe you can if you are married you can just say like hey I'm going to focus on the kids for the first 15 minutes while you really try to be uninterrupted and then you can focus on the kids and we'll switch places. And over time, what can happen is your kids can actually play while you're reading the word. Are you still gonna get interrupted? Yes, you're gonna get interrupted. But man, how are our kids gonna know to find life in Jesus unless they see us finding life in Jesus and being in the word? Now, if you're a single parent, that, that's so much harder. I don't pretend to understand what you're going through, but maybe you could be putting a show on and training them. And maybe over time, there's less show and more playing as you're able to get in the Word and model for your child what it means to find life in Jesus. Let's be creative. God's our creator. He can show us what to do. And then let's do it. Not in January. Today. Tomorrow. So these guys are going to lead us in a couple songs. And as they do, maybe you're sitting here thinking, I mean, this is great, but I don't even follow Jesus. Well, we need to understand that the source of life gave his life for us. See, the Christmas story is one scene in the gospel story, the story that can change our eternity. Because Jesus didn't just come, he lived a sinless life, and then he died on the cross for our sins, for all the things that we've done, and then he rose from the dead, and he invites us to be forgiven and find life in him. So you have any questions about that? go back to the prayer corner. If you're online, just email us, prayer at publicchurch.com. We'd love to talk with you about that. If you've got questions about prayer, email us. If we have questions about prayer in these next two songs, go back. Our prayer team would love to pray with you and talk with you about how to pray and stay in touch with you and be on this gathering. They're so good at that, at following up. So for these next two songs, strategize. Be proactive. Think about over the Christmas holidays, how can I Connect with Jesus who is life and then connect with him. What a gift. Then before we go to this thing and that thing and that thing, well, everything else we've got today, we've got some space just to connect with Jesus and experience his power. So Jesus, you are life. And may we find life in you.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you on any of our social media platforms at A Public Church or through our app or website, publicchurch.com. To give towards the vision of Public Church, you can do so through our app or website via PushPay or by texting Public Church in all caps with no space to 77977. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.